You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, this is The Rob Carson Show, and uh, I, uh, you'll have to excuse me, I was just uh, re- uh, sending an email. Um, actually, yeah, this is kind of funny. I just came up with a song parody idea uh, for Jim Gossett. And I wanted to do a, uh, a parody about uh, Mar-a-Lago. And so I'm sending it to him. I've got sending the idea right now to him. And then we will see if Jim Gossett, uh, the genius that is Jim Gossett, will be able to crank this one out. Uh, because I think he will. I think he will. So I just sent an email to Jim Gossett. I came up with a parody idea for Mar-a-Lago because this idiot judge, no, this, this partisan judge in New York City, uh, Arthur uh, Ingoron, who was in the second Harry Potter movie. I think he was, uh, he was a professor of spells. Uh, anyway, so Judge Arthur Ingeron, uh he valued the 20-acre Florida property at $18 million. Now, uh, Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax pointed another house that, um, I mean, when you look at uh, West Palm, the area near Mar-a-Lago, it's like uh, maybe a double-wide trailer. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's only got 18 bedrooms and 12 bathrooms on uh, eight-tenths of an acre, and it was $40 million. Mar-a-Lago's on 20 acres of land, okay, and it's it, it. Donald Trump bought the estate, and then he bought some adjacent property so you could have on one side the ocean and on one side a uh, a lake, Mara Lago, okay, so it's lake and ocean. And I just found that out from my friend Chris Plant this morning. So uh, this judge said it's worth $18 million because he wants to take away Donald Trump's empire by saying that Donald Trump inflated the value of his properties, uh, and even if he did, who cares? He uh, got the loans and he paid them back. Uh, but he didn't, you see, because Mar-a-Lago was worth a bleep ton more than that. But any, of course, uh, any, of course, uh, weaselly partisan judge in New York City who has not been out of the city limits in decades would never be able to figure out what the hell a property costs, let alone Mar-a-Lago. All right. So uh, this is another attempt. They're going to try and go after Donald Trump. This is this is being exposed as just, I mean, beyond stupid by this judge. Uh, and, and should it come to any surprise to you, because Legisha James, who is the uh, person in charge of this uh, this uh, witch hunt, she ran on the platform of going after Donald Trump, not saying Donald Trump there are serious allegations of fraud, including bleep, 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 when I'm elected. She didn't do that. She just said that she was going to go after Donald Trump without any evidence, just for the sake of going after Donald Trump. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. We need to focus on Donald Trump. We need to follow his money. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. Oh, I hope someday there are Nuremberg-style trials for our DOJ and all of the sundry AGs and DAs who have taken marching orders from the White House, George Soros and others. I really, really hope to see people like that awful woman, that awful partisan woman, in front of some sort of a tribunal. Because honestly, uh, I used to really, really, I've seen each of these institutes of government fall as far as my view of them, the FBI fell 
right as the Mar-a-Lago raid happened. And I realized, wow. And that's when I just I gave up on the FBI. You know, that's what I realized, that the, the, this iteration of the FBI, the, this FBI needs to be disbanded. And the good field agents, we all say, yes, good field agents, yeah, then, then maybe another capacity and another law enforcement agency. But the FBI has been a complete, cor- completely corrupt since it was started. It was started for political reasons in, Will- in, in Wilson's administration. And they rehaul, overhauled it in the middle of the 70s with the Church Commission, and they screwed it up again. And they put the pedal to the metal on partisan witch hunts and putting people in jail for political reasons and censoring speech. Yeah, bye-bye, FBI. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. DHS, same thing. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. I hope they're all. I hope that this is a, it's being exposed, and uh, uh, I hope it continues to be exposed, and people like Letitia James. This is Glenn Beck talking about uh, the, the evaluation of Mar-a-Lago. He obviously has a lot of resources and doesn't stay in his studio until mid like like I do. But <laughs> here's what he uncovered about Mar-a-Lago. Four to seven hundred million is what he said it was worth. Yeah. The judge said it was worth 18. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1985, when he purchased, the lowest acceptable offer for the house was 20 million plus eight million dollars for the historic furniture. Then he bought the land across the street yes. to connect it yes. to the ocean on both sides. Here it is. He bought that for $2 million. Mm-hmm. All those purchases together, $30 million. million. Yes. Just <laughs> with inflation. Yes. If you bought a hard asset worth $30 million at the time, that asset is now worth $85 million. Add to that that this is a historic site that, that has been completely renovated. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And now also is a business. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is now known as the Southern White House. Yeah. yeah. There's, I think it's worth more than $18 million. Yeah, it's uh, honestly, it's made this judge look like the tool that he is. Ingeron used a Palm Beach assessor valuation that ranged the 128-room property from 18 to 28 million between 2011 and 2021, but it was valued at 160 by Forbes in 2018, 350 in an assessment March 22, 22, and a realtor from the area said it's likely worth more than 300 million. While Trump himself has estimated the property worth 700 million, of course it's worth 700 million. They had an eighth of an acre and a, and a mediocre house for 39 billion down. The the street he's got 20 acres are you are you kidding and then then there's this listen to this this is 1985 I, I did some digging this is 1985 a report when donald trump bought mar-a-lago it has 118 rooms half of them bedrooms 33 bathrooms a theater that is maria shriver looking really young and just in case three bomb shelters during the 70s the federal government held it as a presidential retreat but gave it back because it couldn't afford the million dollar a year upkeep well the house is mar-a-lago now if the government couldn't afford it you might wonder who could who? meet donald trump oh. real estate man and multi-millionaire yeah this is the great entrance hall. 38 years ago to mar-a-lago the tiles are from 1400 and they're ancient spanish tiles and throughout the house they have 36,000 of these tiles they're each in themselves a work of art 
And it's a very special, uh, very special entryway. No, it's only worth $18 million. You can see. So you walk in here and people start gasping just about at this point, right? Well, they, they are very, uh, they're amazed at what they see, as I was when I first walked in. Yeah, and it's kind of lovely. As you were. Kind of a fixer-upper. When you first walked through that door. Get the property brothers in here. For the first time you walked into this house, what did you think? I couldn't really believe it. I, this was one of the great treasures of the world. It's considered the number one home far and away in America. No, it's, it's uh, 18 million. And when you see it, you believe it. Crystal, crystal chandeliers like the 60-foot-long living room. Yeah, it's pretty Seven cool. antique silk tapestries adorn the walls. Mm. And the huge stone... Why don't you go French colonial? You've got to go in all in on French colonial. Just ask my wife. Italian Gothic fireplace still works. Now, I know you've already eaten in this room. You've actually had a dinner party. When you sit in here with people all around this table and you eat off of this gold and these are lit, you sit in this room, what do you think? I said, what am I doing here? How did this happen? There you go. There you go. So uh, Judd says it's worth $18 million. And, of course, there's a crooked prosecutor who only wanted to prosecute Donald Trump. There are no crimes involved here. She only wanted to take him down because she hates him and hates his politics. And like so many intellectually and morally broken pursuits by Democrats, it's going to fail. It's going to fail uh, epically That's because there's no truth behind it. There you go. Oh, 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 by the way, those of you who are global warming, uh, global cooling, murder hornets, ozone hole, acid rain fearing people, New York City is sinking. So uh, New York will, will be covered by water, but not because of global warming, cooling, murder hornets, ozone hole. Uh, it's because um, it's just sinking because the buildings are heavy. <laughs> There you go. This is brand new. NASA says that uh, there are hot spots that are dipping more than twice as fast as the entire metropolitan area. Presumably the Roosevelt Hotel because they've got 3,000 illegals living in it. Maybe it's sinking into the pits of hell. Not even sure. <laughs> but uh, but they've, uh, per, they've actually discovered several hot spots in the city that are uh, sinking faster than the entire uh, uh, reason. And, and the way you can tell that is if you go to go in the, uh, in the building, and it used to, you could just go in on the street. Now you have to go down a flight of stairs. That's when you can tell that uh, the, the area is sinking. Didn't this used to be a, like a three-story? It's only a two-story now. Oh, it's because it's sinking. It's because it's sinking. Oh, let's let's get a little uh, a little red hot impeachment inquiry action. The uh, there's a, somebody doing an impeachment that right now they're bringing already shown pictures of Donald Trump's daughter and uh, uh, some other people. So they're trying to bring Trump into this. It's uh, the Democrats are flailing. Uh, here's a little uh, here's a little snapshot, including uh, Jason Smith. For you, and this is a tale as old as and of course Jim Jordan. Time. Hold on, let's hear that. This again. is a tale as old as time. Politician takes action. Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, I had kids right about the time that musical came out. Let's try it again. For you, and this is a tale as old as time. Song is Politician takes action that makes money for his family, and then he tries to conceal it. Never forget four fundamental facts. What's that? Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Barista. There is that, yeah. Gets paid a lot of money. Hunter Biden's not qualified. Fact number two, to sit on the board. Not my words, his words. He said he got on the board because of the brand, because of the name. Fact number three. What? The executives at Barisma ask Hunter Biden to weigh in and help them with the pressure they are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine. How much does that cost? Fact number four. Joe Biden goes to Ukraine on December 9th, 2015. Gives the speech attacking the prosecutor that starts the process of getting that guy fired. 
Those facts, by the way, are consistent with what the confidential hearing. Yeah, and, and honestly, the uh, Democrats are going to caterwaul and they're going to scream and they're going to do all this stuff. And I believe it's going to ring hollow because everybody gets it. Sixty uh, percent of the American people think that Joe and Hunter were involved in uh, in activities involving getting money from other countries. You've got, depending on the poll, uh, you know, more people believe that Hunter Biden is involved. But now, more and more people believe that Joe Biden was involved. And the reason being is, the American people know that there are people actively covering up the truth. And you know why they know that? Because so many other times that they've actively covered up the truth, the truth came out. Whether it be Russia collusion, the lie about that, Hillary Clinton's involvement in it, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, we knew it was true. They said it wasn't. They said it was nonsense. They said it was Russian disinformation. You remember that? Turns out it was true. And now you got the same people saying, no, Joe Biden didn't have anything. What are you talking about? He's not, he's not crooked. He's not doing anything wrong. And the American people going, well, why did he get $50 million? What has he done? What about all these suspicious activity reports? What about Joe Biden saying, fire the prosecutor, you don't get a billion dollars? Everybody gets it. The emperor is naked. The audience understands it. Everybody sees that Joe Biden is crooked. So this this impeachment inquiry, I, I look at it for what it is. It is an exposure of the corruption so more people see it and a desperate attempt by Democrats to continue covering it up that will ultimately make them look like fools. That's what I think. That's what I think. I got some audio from that. I want to get to uh, Donald Trump's speech last night. And, and not because it was a speech by Donald Trump. It was because what he said and about what is coming for the auto industry if this green bullcrap is continued. All right? We're never going to have electric tractors. We're never going to have electric boats. You could try it all you want. It's never going to fly. And they're going to try jamming these electric vehicles down our throats. And it's only going to work for a little while. All right? Because people are going to hang on to their gas vehicles, and they're going to keep them forever. But uh, I've got some audio from that I think you're going to find fascinating about Donald Trump and his, his true prediction of what will happen to the auto industry if they continue the EV green crap. So that's on the way. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Come on. Nancy Mace is trending on Twitter. You know why? Because she said a dirty word earlier. She said BS about uh, people who don't think that uh, Joe Biden is crooked. She also said this. We already know the president took bribes from Burisma. I also want to add, betraying your country is treason. Owie! She used the the T word. She used the T word. Oh my God, treason! And here's uh, Josh Hawley, because Democrats are all whining that the uh, that the uh, the you know the witnesses are presenting information and uh, and that uh, that uh, what anyway. Here's Josh Hawley. Mr. Chairman, I have to say in conclusion, you may not like my questions, but I'm going to keep asking them. I made a commitment to the people of my state. I'm going to come right here. I'm going to be a bulldog. I'm going to ask the questions, and you can interrupt me as much as you want. Cut me off. Take my time away, but I promise you I'm not going to stop. All right, there you go. Oh, by the way, and I'm I'm not meaning to be uh, flippant here, but the the, uh, actor who played Dumbledore, who replaced the other Dumbledore, Michael Gambone, died. He was uh, 83 years old. 
He was pretty good. Uh, they had a series of good. If it was somebody going to pick up the uh, the uh, uh, you know the reign of Dumbledore, this guy did a pretty good job. He kind of like uh, Brian Johnson did with ACDC. You know, there was Bon Scott, and then they brought somebody in who sounded a lot like Bon Scott, and uh, and they and they pulled it off. So Michael Gambon was the guy who filled in for the original Dumbledore who died, and he did a pretty good job. Did a pretty good job as the uh, Dumbledore. It was one of those things that, uh, you know, one of those phases that my, my son went through is the uh, Harry Potter phase. When he was 11, one, one summer, he read all of the books, read every one of the Harry Potter books. He's, he's that way. He, he was obsessed with Lego. Then he went on to uh, Harry Potter books. And then now it's, uh, it's fantasy football. <laughs> Fantasy football. It is, man. He's talking about this. I said, I said, is Taylor Swift on your team? Because she's scoring big time. Hunter Biden text says, it's all gone. It shows that Hunter was complaining to his uncle about not being able to pay alimony or for food or gas without dad. New text message revealed that Hunter Biden told his uncle James in December 2018 he'd run out of money and needed his father's help. Damn crack keeps going up in price. You can't even afford to get high on crack anymore. That's why I'm snorting you know, Parmesan cheese and spilling in the carpet. Uh, the now first son told his uh, James uh, in text messages uh, revealed in the IRS whistleblower documents. He said, I can work when I'm in New York City all day, every day for th- the next three months from 8 to 12, but I can't pay alimony without dad or tuitions uh, for tuition or food or gas. Really, it's all gone. Well, you shouldn't have spent it on all the hookers and blow, right? I mean, it, I haven't uh, bought any blow lately or uh, bought a hooker or flew her in from another country, so what kind of money that cost i know that my mom my wife is always uh riding my butt about purchases seriously i just go buy some cold brew coffee she's like why did you buy this it's, well because starbucks is it's it's if could you imagine if i came home and told her about hookers and blow like honey i spent a hundred thousand dollars on hookers and blow when i stayed in a seventy thousand dollar apartment in hollywood wouldn't last very long. Hunter also uh, talks about moving to his father's Delaware mansion following the collapse of his relationship with his sister-in-law. His sister-in-law turned lover. Lover. Hallie Biden. Hallie won't allow me to be at the house or lend me or pay me back any money. Well, maybe it's because you're a, you know, you're a scum-sucking, crack-addicted prostitute monger. It could be that. It could be that. So the text messages mumbles claim mum, r- muddles claims by Hunter to his daughter Naomi in January, in which he claimed to have half give half his fa- salary to his dad, comes just days after financial records obtained by Congress revealed Chinese businesses sent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to Joe's residence when Hunter didn't live there. So that kind of makes things a little complicated, doesn't it? It, it just kind of makes things a little kind of makes it makes it a lot complicated, actually. Uh, this is um, this is uh, let me see J- Jim Comer talking about the two hundred fifty thousand dollars now that was wired to uh, Hunter Biden, actually to Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, uh, is that China collusion? I mean, can you imagine if a wire like that went to uh, Joe Biden's opponent in the last presidential election? Nah, can't but imagine. Look, uh, the, the White House came out and said, as you correctly reported, that Hunter Biden was living there. He was not living there. By the way, that was the first wire transaction uh, to Hunter Biden that wasn't covered under an LLC. So it's literally just money sent to an account with Joe Biden's address. That's pretty big.
All right, coming up, Donald uh, Trump delivered a barn-burning speech last night in uh, Michigan. I'll have the details on that. The number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Jimmy! Oh, I'm going to be listening to some Jimmy today. I'm driving to South Dakota. For a vacation. Um, it's a short vacation. I'm going to be uh, driving to South Dakota today and then across the state to uh, uh, Rushmore, to uh, uh, what I did, the Black Hills, uh, all of that stuff, the Badlands. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, go into a, a bank with my sister on horseback, uh, an, old, uh, an old savings loan, and rob it, and then go hide in the hills and wait for the posse to come and get me. Just like in old time days. <laughs> Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm driving my uh, my Bronco named Buck. We're taking the t- the the first two segments of the roof out because it's going to be like no you know no roof uh, convertible in the, in the first two sections of the car. And my sister and I are going to drive across South Dakota and we're listening to damn good music. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to see some natural beauty. It, it's it's an interesting uh, vacation without the family, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I am sorry I'm going to miss you know some of the fireworks uh, the rest of the week. Somebody uh, wrote me Christie uh, sent me a picture because Chris Christie's bad joke about Donald Duck. You know, Donald Duck, your Donald Trump isn't at the debate. It's like he's ducking the debates, like he's not going to be here, like he's ducking the debates, and his name is Donald. So I guess maybe we should call him Donald Duck. <laughs> Pull my finger. Uh, anyway, Christy sent me this picture of a, uh, a, a literally a, uh, a rubber duck with Donald Duck hair on it from 2016, and it says uh, truck. So it's literally a Donald Duck from, <laughs> from 2016 that she, uh, that she got. It was a favor that she bought uh, when Donald Trump was running for president. I think that's pretty funny. So thanks for the picture. I appreciate it. And if you want to uh, chime in, 800-922-6680. Sometimes we, we don't get a lot of phone calls. People think, well, nobody's listening. You know, sometimes you don't need callers because uh, you're saying everything that you need to say. Uh, whatever. Anyway, you can call. DOJ delayed Hunter Biden's charges ahead of the midterms not to shoot themselves in the foot, according to new whistleblower docs. Federal prosecutors looking into tax fraud charges against first son Hunter made a point of delaying a change, a charging decision in the case until after the midterm elections. Didn't uh, Ron DeSantis say, we haven't won an election in three election cycles? Well, maybe it's because, I don't know, the FBI is involved. You ever think about that? Before you just immediately say, well, the GOP is failing and Donald Trump hasn't been able to win, even though he endorsed 217 victories out of 225 endorsements in the midterms. He's completely wrong. I was doing a little email exchange, a a text exchange during the break, talking about, you know, the, uh, the Republican debate last night. And I said there are some perfectly good candidates in that debate and if there were any other year you'd go holy cow yeah this is right where we need to go but unfortunately it's not any other year it's not they're competing with a movement they're competing with a movement and they're competing off with a pissed off movement they're competing with a movement that we've never seen before i mean literally this is this is as big as the american revolution what's going on right now the seedlings of this movement are 
very, very similar to the American Revolution and the French Revolution and, and the fall of the Berlin Wall is because the, the government has proven itself to be completely uh, abusive of the population to the population's detriment and the enrichment of themselves. Uh, French Revolution, anybody? Uh, American Revolution, anybody? Right? Berlin Wall, anybody? We're standing in line for three hours to get toilet paper, and across the wall there, they've got, uh, you know, cell phones, and they've got uh, cars that run. Really? 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 And we've got, a, we've got a government that's sending billions of dollars to a war that hasn't been declared, that, a, that Americans don't support. We're spending money on cars that people don't want, which is kind of what, I don't know, some other regimes did. Volkswagen, anyone? Or those really crappy Russian cars? They're terrible. I don't even remember what they're called. I saw one at the uh, Spy Museum in, uh, in D.C. when I lived there. Back to the story. DOJ the lead way off over here. DOJ the late Hunter Biden charges ahead of midterms not to shoot themselves in the foot. So uh, this, according to uh, IRS uh, witness Shapley, they said why uh, why shoot themselves in the foot by charging more? The message was relayed to the investigative team by U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf. <clears throat> Hungry like no. Uh, Wolf revealed prosecutors had decided not to charge the case until after the midterm election so as not to shoot themselves in the foot, which means the Biden campaign, even though they were not d- being directed by the DOJ headquarters to pause overt activity. So, yeah, they, you know, if you think there was a fair election in the midterm or the 20 or the 16, uh, you're high. You are high. This is uh, Jim Comer talking about the news we found out this week. Joe Biden getting $250,000 wired to him from Jonathan Lee after writing a letter of recommendation to get his kids in college, among other things. And the money went right to Joe Biden's address, even though Hunter lived across the country, which appears to show that Joe Biden was getting the money as a quid pro quo. A great thing about the wire that we disclosed yesterday, I subpoenaed that earlier this week. It was a direct wire from the Chinese national to Hunter Biden for a quarter of a million dollars. That's the first wire that did not. And it said, love Jonathan with a little heart emoji. Go through a shell company. So now we're in the process of subpoenaing Hunter Biden and Jim Biden's personal bank records. So this is evidence that some of these wires did go to their personal bank accounts. Mm. Well, we're going to probably end up in court unless the Bidens decide to do what Joe Biden said he would do when he was a candidate for president, and that's be the most transparent president in history. (laughs) That's funny. Even though he applauded the Ways and Means Committee releasing Donald Trump's taxes, he refuses to release his family's personal bank records. Instead, they have a what are you hiding? War room in the White House to attack me, to attack Jim Jordan. If they wanted to make us look bad, just show us the bank records, yeah. and if there's nothing in there, then uh, then we'll look bad. Now it's kind of interesting because Donald Trump, for the last 30 years or so, has been getting an annual rectal exam by the New York IRS every year. Every year they comb through his bank records, they comb through his taxes, they audit him. They did until he moved away. Same thing happened to Rush Limbaugh, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, the political, uh, they, 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 they go after high-profile uh, conservatives in New York City. They audit them every year and make their lives a living hell. And eventually they have, to, uh, they have to move. But unfortunately now Democrats are making lives a living hell for everybody in New York. This is Jason Smith, congressman, uh, noting something about this uh, impeachment. 
that nobody is refuting that the Bidens got at least $20 million from China and other political enemies. Operated by the Biden family to enrich themselves to the tune of at least $20 million, with much of Hunter Biden's share going unreported for taxes. In the months since... No- to put it in perspective, that's almost as much money as Patrick Mahomes makes in three months. No one has offered any evidence that contradicts Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler's testimony. Uh-oh. In fact, much of their testimony has been supported by additional IRS witnesses who set for transcribed interviews mm-hmm. after being subpoenaed by this committee. The new information we just voted to release today further confirms their testimony. Yeah, this is uh, Jason Smith talking about um, the Biden brand. And uh, by the way, Joe Biden was cashing in while he was VP. As you can see in the WhatsApp message behind me from June 6, 2017, Hunter Biden explicitly wrote to a business associate that he was not willing to quote Sign over my family's brand, close quote, or give this individual, quote, the keys to my family's only asset. Uh That asset could only be one person. There's one big asset. Joe Biden. IRS investigators provided worksheets they compiled as part of their investigation into Hunter Biden's tax crimes, which connect his business activities to official government activity while Joe Biden served as vice president of the United States. Wow, that's kind of a big deal. You know, they've got so many whistleblowers right now, I think they've actually started a chorus. This is actually the chorus of whistleblowers right now. Yeah. This is just the witnesses going into Congress today. There they go. There's Shapley. There's uh, some unnamed ones that got their faces blurred out. There's some people that used to work with Hunter at the company he worked for. That's a lot of whistleblowers. <laughs> that is a lot of whistleblowers right there. I got to tell you, that is crazy. Okay, let's get to some of this uh, this speech last night of uh, Donald, Trump, Donald Trump. Donald Trump went and spoke at a uh, manufacturing facility. And, uh, you know, one of the things you need to realize when you uh, transition to these idiotic EVs, <clears throat> and, and you know, I, I got nothing against EVs, okay? I was originally kind of down with it, and then I did some research. Um, EVs are fine for small commuter vehicles and golf carts. That's about it, okay? They will never be tractor trailers. They will never be semis. They will never be ships. They will never be aircraft carriers. They will never be airplanes. It's not going to happen. You might have a little drone vehicle that you may be able to do the air taxi, whatever, and that's all fine. You'll be able to go under 100 miles. But they will never, ever, it will never be the trucking industry because it's uh, stupid to think otherwise. And, and Donald Trump actually brought that up last night during the speech. Um, EVs, this, this transference of uh, our technology to EV is a joke. It is, it is there to reward China. Uh, when you convert to an EV factory, all of the other factories that have built the automobile industry and that put together vehicles that run on gas engines go out of business. So all the people who make the, uh, the, the engine blocks, all of the people who make the, you know, whatever, the uh, whatever, transmissions, all of these go out of business. All of the suppliers of all of the component parts for a gas vehicle go out of business. And, by the way, so goes all of the glorious 
gas vehicles that have been made. Uh, we got a place near here that uh, they have got all these um, classic cars in them, you know, and I just walk around and look at car porn. I see the old 69 Charger that I like or the 73 Chevelle or the 70, uh, 69 Charge, uh, uh, Camaro. Uh, you know, there are a few cars, and, and, and they, those are gone. Okay, uh, if you're going to have them, they will just be driven on the weekends. What's that normally are? But but uh, the gas will be some become so uh, outrageously expensive, it'll be ridiculous. All of the glorious things that have happened with regard to internal combustion engines out the window. The the engine that created everything on Earth that revolutionized the planet. It did. God gave us fossil fuels in the ground, and look what we did to it. Look what we did with it. We we fueled transportation around the world that made the world tiny compared to where it used to be gigantic and then they took some of that oil they made it into plastics and then they made it into your computer and then they made it into your phone and then they made it into I can go on and on and on Uh, Gavin Newsom's teeth (laughs) so it's uh, it's amazing it's amazing what the the uh, the gas engine has done but there are Democrats who want it gone and what happens when that happens well you're gonna need one-third of the employees to build the electric vehicles. Most of the component parts will be built in China, and eventually the vehicles will be built in China, and everyone involved in the automobile industry in the United States will be out of work. That is without a doubt. Here's Donald Trump talking about it. Biden's mandate isn't a government regulation. It's a government assassination of your jobs and of your industry. The auto industry is being assassinated. And it makes no difference what you get. I don't care what you get in the next two weeks or three weeks or five weeks. They're going to be closing up and they're going to be building those cars in China and other places. It's a hit job on Michigan and on Detroit. And that's not sustainable. This, uh, these numbers are not sustainable. Now, the, uh, the big talk, obviously, is the UAW getting a new contract. Getting a new four-year contract, 40% increase in pay, 32-hour work week. I, I don't care. I, I think it's too much. I think it's, I think it's too much. Personally, 32-hour work week, please. There are people who are working 70 hours a week, two or three jobs. They don't make as much. All right? But, but I'm not saying I'm without sympathy. You've got to be a little reasonable. But Donald Trump said... Go ahead and get your contract. It's going to be the last contract you get in your life building cars. It will be. So get the contract if you want. But if he's not elected, and if Joe Biden is, it's your last contract. Biden's cruel and ridiculous electrical. Think of this. He wants electric vehicle mandates that will spell the death of the U.S. auto industry. You know, it doesn't matter. I watch it, you're negotiating a contract, you're all on picket lines and everything, but it doesn't make a damn bit of difference what you get because in two years, you're all gonna be out of business. You're not getting anything. He's true, it's true. What they're doing to the auto industry in Michigan and throughout the country is absolutely horrible and ridiculous. Hundreds of thousands of American jobs, your jobs, will be gone forever because crooked Joe Biden is selling out. But I don't think it's him. I don't think he actually knows what the hell he's doing. (laughs) And the thing is, there was a report, I think it was ABC the other day, at a factory in in Ohio. They closed down a 600,000-square-foot manufacturing facility building uh, gas cars in favor of an EV plant that uh, needs about one-third of the employees, and there are literally people, people making more money at McDonald's than at the EV factory. That was, I think it was ABC. I don't have the report in front of me. I'll have to find it. 
That's what you're facing. Got a little bit more audio from uh, the Trumpster coming up here in a moment. Uh, and then also a, a snapshot of Philadelphia. All liquor stores being closed after mass looting. They did it again last night. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Now, I started off this hour, you may recall, at approximately six minutes after the hour, which would be uh, 44 minutes away uh, ago, 44 minutes ago. And I told you that I, I had come up with an idea in my head that might be funny about Mar-a-Lago and the ridiculous low valuation of Mar-a-Lago for political purposes by the judge in, uh, in New York City. And so I just wrote a note to Jim Gossett. And I said, Jim, I think we should do a parody about Mar-a-Lago, and I think we should do Desperado by the Eagles. I did. I said, let's see what you can do. It's, it's, it's 43 minutes later, the man, the genius, Jim Gossett, did this as I try to talk up to the vocals on the Rob Carson Show. Mar-a-Lago. Posted it. That judge, he underappraised it <laughs> when he should have raised it by 300 mil. He was way off, way off. Latita James was assistant. Now you can call her Latita, whatever. <laughs> we must be resisting <laughs> corruption like this. Oh, man. It's worth much more than they're saying And I'm hoping and praying Latita winds up in jail Well, we hope so. Latita, Leticia, tomato, tomato. Uh, this is Glenn Beck earlier. I played this. This is Mar-a-Lago, what it's really worth. The judge in New York, because they want to put uh, Donald Trump behind jail, they want to find him out of existence and blow up his business. It's not going to work. He uh, evaluated the property at $18 million so he could get Donald Trump for something. Uh, here's Glenn. Four to seven hundred million is what he said it was worth. The judge said it was worth eighteen. Now, in <laughs> 1985, when he purchased, the lowest acceptable offer for the house was, was $20 million. It was 1985. Plus $8 million for the historic furniture. Yeah, there's that. Then so he bought the land. 1985 was uh, $28 million, and then he bought more land. Then he bought the land across the street yeah, to connect the, it yeah. to the ocean on both sides. He bought that for $2 million. Nice. All those purchases together. Hell of a $30 bargain. million. Dollars. Hell of a bargain. Just... With inflation, yes. If you bought a hard asset worth thirty million dollars yes. at the time, that asset is now worth eighty-five million dollars. Which is Add still to that, that this is a historic site yeah. that has been completely renovated. There's that, yeah. And now also is a business, mm -hmm. and is now known as the Southern White House. Yeah. I think it's worth more than $18 million. Yeah, plus also I think he put in a new kitchen and a new bathroom, and that does wonders for your valuation. I'm serious. You ask anybody, any realtor on HGTV, they'll say the same thing. Oh, yeah, he added a bathroom. That's certainly going to add a couple million dollars. Seriously. Okay, uh, so we're going to move on. I've got a little more audio from, uh, from uh, Donald Trump. We're going to get to Philadelphia. Uh, and also um, we are going to, oh, yes, oh, even rich people are hating gas prices. Yeah, all of that is coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. 
That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Wide web. This is the Rob Carson Show. And this would be the uh, final hour of the Rob Carson Show today before I take a few days off and uh, drive cross-country in my Bronco. Whew! Not an EV, thank you very much. And never will be, thank you very much. Maybe hybrid. Maybe hybrid. Never an EV. So, uh, much to get to. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. The uh, impeachment inquiry today, uh, Democrats are behaving like sp- uh, spoiled children. And, of course, uh, you know, no uh, anything would be complete with a Democrat not blaming Donald Trump for everything. This is uh, Representative Melanie Stansbury of New Mexico uh, blaming Donald Trump. We also know... That if Donald Trump doesn't get his- oh, and and she's blaming Donald Trump on the government shutdown, which somehow is related to this trial, whatever the hell it is. His anyway. way, he wants his loyalists to shut down the government. How do we know that? Because he posted it right here on his. Social- and what does this have to do with all the money that the Bidens have gotten illegally from you know China and stuff? Social media, and his loyalists in this com- committee. Who are doing his bidding for again? The twenty million dollars from China and Ukraine and stuff. Can we get back to that today? Saying that we retweeted it. Okay, and that's great. That's really cool. And in fact, it actually says right here that the uh, reason okay, sure. why they want to defund the government and impeach is because this is the last chance to defund these political prosecutions against me. Okay, well, a political prosecution is not uh, defunded, uh, and uh, and this impeachment inquiry won't be uh, either, but, you know, a nice try. This is Maxwell Frost, and he said uh, basically what James Clyburn did over the weekend, that Joe Biden is on trial for loving his son. This entire fake impeachment inquiry isn't about the United States. What is it about? It's about Hunter Biden, and the only thing the president is can be guilty of here is being a father. Yeah, the only thing he can be guilty of is being a father. Being a father. That's a good idea. Play some Austin Powers now. Daddy. Daddy wasn't there. Daddy. Daddy wasn't there. Apparently, Daddy was there, actually. And he was just being a good father. 
uh, is what he was doing by giving him son uh, something to do with himself because he was a crack addict prostitute monger and uh, and was kicked out of the military. So he was just being a a good dad to uh, wrangle in his crack addicted, kicked out of the military son to get money from our enemies. It's not exactly the direction that I went when I was, uh, you know, a father. I, I tried to actually spend a lot of time with my son, encourage him, I don't know, to take up something for a living, get find something he's passionate about, make it legal, stay out of jail. But I guess that's just me. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's just me. Uh, it's just it's it's going to get crazy today. It is going to be so crazy today on uh, on Capitol Hill, and I, I unfortunately won't be here to dissect it tomorrow. But uh, but you get it. But you get it. Uh, I want to I want to just mention something real quick here about this descent into hell that um, the uh, Democrat mayors of America have uh, taken the country in. New York's Roosevelt Hotel. The staff is scrambling to black out all windows with trash bags and sheets after migrants were spotted sleeping on floors and upright in chairs. 3,000 border crossers moved in. The owners of the hotel love it. They're booked. Uh, The people who are uh, getting all of this government money and overcharging us, all of these uh, non-governmental organizations, they're loving the hell out of this. Uh, You know who's not loving it? The people in New York. The people who spend a lot of money to live in New York. It's really uh, unbelievable. The windows of the shuttered bar at New York City's Roosevelt Hotel, now home to 3,000 asylum seekers, have been covered with trash bags. Uh, the historic hotel, dubbed the Ellis Island of New York by one city official, has become the registering point for three to 500 migrants who bus, uh, ride by bus every day after crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. Too bad, so sad. Roosevelt, the Roosevelt has 1,025 rooms, was purchased by a Pakistani International Airlines and Prince Faisal, who the hell he is. And uh, they shut down. Uh, they shut down operations in the pandemic of 2020, and they were so re, you know, desperate to open again, they reopened their doors as an emergency shelter and intake point for illegals. They're in a beautiful building, thousand rooms. Uh, it'll be trashed. It'll look like crap. The local government paying $385 a night per migrant family to stay in the hotel. Let's see how much that is. That's Disney vacation kind of stuff, right? Isn't that kind of Disney vacation stuff? Uh, let me see here. What's a thirty? $400 times 30 is $12,000. So $12,000 a month is what they're paying for the average illegal family to live in, uh, in New York in a hotel. While there are homeless people sleeping in ATM vestibules without Jill Goodacre. Philadelphia Inquirer reports that all Philadelphia wine, fine wine, and goods, uh, foods, it's food stores, uh, are closed on Wednesday after looters targeted 18 locations Tuesday night. Yeah, but you know why? Do you know why they needed to break into the uh, all the stores, the Lululemon, the liquor store, and the Apple store? Because uh, everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. This is uh, Dejaya. Okay, shut up, Dejaya. This is Dejaya Blackwell, who also knows, uh, is called Meatball. Yes, it, can, she looks like one. She was one of the 20 arrested on Tuesday after mass looting Lululemon, Foot Locker, and Apple. Does, does she know that they're actually not raiding an Apple store? It's a phone store. You're not, you're not stealing apples. Everybody must Just, eat. Okay. Everybody must eat. 
Yeah, I, I believe this is the same uh, girl who taped this. Listen to this evil laugh. She thought it was really funny with uh, people running out of these stores with handfuls of stuff and police trying to stop them. I want you to listen to this. I played it yesterday because it's evil. This person is evil. Now, this is funny. Yeah. Well, the uh, police apparently decided to uh, stop this nonsense, arrested 20 people, but the liquor stores were closed. And you can blame uh, defund the police and all the uh, stupid crap that Democrats did. The Democrats did. Yeah. California Sheriff's deputy was charged with two felonies on Monday after it was discovered that he uh, was uh, reportedly carrying more than 100 pounds of fentanyl. Fentanyl is murder, is the uh, Chinese-sanctioned murder. The Chinese government, the Communist Party's sanctioned murder in our country. I said it the first day that I started hearing about fentanyl, because they, dis- they disguise it in the form of prescription medications that are popular. A lot of kids will go online and get a Xanax or get a uh, whatever, ADHD med uh, or whatever, and then they ended up dying because they, had, uh, they have fentanyl in them. So it's poisoning. It's murder by the Chinese Communist Party. Endorsed by uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats. Um, Jose, no, no, Jorge Roja was charged with one felony count of possessing fentanyl or sale. According to USA Today, he was, USA Today was charged with being uh, armed with a firearm during a drug offense. He uh, resigned after being pulled over on September the 17th. They found 100 pounds of packaged fentanyl. Uh, he uh, he uh, had his bail increased to $5 million after he was arrested. Uh, 520,000 pills. The, the pills tested positive for fentanyl. And the uh, you want to guess how many people this amount of fentanyl could have killed? If you don't believe that uh, China should be uh, should be held responsible for murder, you want to guess how many five hundred twenty thousand of these pills could have killed? According to uh, estimates here, two million people. <clears throat> two hundred two million people is what could have died with that. Uh, with that, I don't know if that five twenty thousand pills. Well, they said they had five hundred twenty thousand pills to two million people. Whatever, anyway. So there is uh, so there is that. Let's talk a little bit. There's something else going on today. I don't know if you knew this. They're still talking about this continuing resolution. Okay, they're still talking about uh, you know uh, you know uh, the the budget. We we do have a budget. <clears throat> we do have a continuing resolution. Uh, there are uh, rhinos who still want a lot of Ukraine funding. Uh, there are uh, still a lot of uh, bullcrap involved in it. Byron Donald said this yesterday about uh, about Ukraine funding, and he, the way he said it is just perfect. I love his style. He is something. To, listen to Byron Donald's talking about continuing the, in this CR they want to pass another six billion dollars to Ukraine, and then money in the next fiscal year uh, going over a hundred billion dollars. Senate's bipartisan proposal. Yeah. What do you make of it? Would you support that if McCarthy brought it to the floor? No, that thing is dead over here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I like well, that. first of all, <laughs> you, you continue me? spending. You, you have $6.2 uh, billion for Ukraine. Um, they do nothing to secure our southern border. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is just a non-starter. The Senate needs to get real. What, what You've could... all seen the images of the southern border. It has to stop immediately. And this government should not continue to be funding funded if we don't secure our border. What? Absolutely. The border has to be funded. And I'm talking, I, I think most people could give a rat's behind about the uh, government shutting down if they know that this government is not going to shut the southern border, right? 
Because what's happened to the southern border, you know what it is. It's illegal invasion. It's going to kill our country. And, and you want this border shut down now. And I'll bet you, if you did, I'll do a poll. I'll just put a poll up on, uh, on uh, Twitter. Uh, what would you rather have, closed border uh, or a shutdown government? I'll put something like that up there. This is Chip Roy talking about this uh, southern border. Let's talk about the mandates in the form of vaccine mandates and mask mandates and all of the mandates during COVID that shut down the largest economy that this world has ever known. Well, there was that. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle complain about shutdown. Yet they are the masters of shutdown. They shut down and brought to a halt the great American economy, resulting in exactly what you're experiencing right now and the American people feeling in terms of inflation, in terms of inability to afford homes, inability to afford gasoline, inability to afford power. Oh, yeah, there's that. Those are the mandates that the American people are concerned about. Yeah. Those are the unfunded mandates that are killing their way of life right now at home. Yeah, they shut us down. My colleagues are talking about the government and what, what it might cost Go ahead, shut out. If, if there's a government shutdown Saturday. Well, let's be very clear. Yeah. If there is a shutdown on Saturday, yes. it is because President Biden, Chuck Schumer, my Democratic colleagues, would prefer to shut down the government of the United States than shut down the border of the United States and protect the American people. Yeah. These important and, discussions. And the American people, progress. by the way, and the, Ameri- and the American people know that. By the way, this is uh, this is Mitch McConnell. Listen to Mitch McConnell. I want you to listen to this. Now, I told you that Donald Trump is killing uh, the old GOP. They're they're in the past. Listen to Mitch McConnell, the turtle. All right. Uh, listen to him drone on and attempt to inspire. He didn't even know that he's done. But these important discussions cannot progress if Congress simply fails to complete our work on standard short-term funding and the basic functions of government end up being taken hostage. Mr. President, a vote against a standard short-term funding measure is a vote against paying over a billion dollars in salary for Border Patrol and ICE agents. You know what? They're not doing anything. I mean, the Border Patrol and ICE agents, they have jobs. They're not allowed to do them. Working to track down lethal fentanyl and tame our open borders. Yeah, how the hell good is that doing? Did I just tell you? Two million uh, doses of lethal fentanyl were found in one cop car, you idiot. Letting FEMA's disaster relief fund dry up is not a productive way to advocate. Yeah, tell that to the people of Lahaina. Letting small. Yeah, I really, I just can't take any more uh, Mitch McConnell unless, unless he's singing. Yeah, unless he's singing. Let's Mitch sing. Jim Gossett, right here. The shutdown fears happen every few years. It is a liberal game. Shut down. Thanks to me, the GOP will always get the blame. Who cares? Shut down. Schumer is a snake, and I am not much better. That's the reason why we're a major debtor. Yeah, I'll cave in. You know that we'll get rolled. Because I'm a rhino who does what he's told when we shut, shut down. down. Bringing things to a halt. Shut, shut down. They'll say that it's our fault. Shut, shut down. Won't put up much of a fight. Who cares? Shut down. Shut down. I'll back down. Who cares? Shut down. Schumer will get his way. Shut down. 
shut my church right down. Shut down. Biden is counting on me. Yeah, there you go. 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. I'll be off on vacation for a couple of days. Don't worry, my TV show will be here this weekend. Rob Carson's What in the World? We just uh, finished uh, wrapping up uh, the production on that, writing, and I, I write it all, and then I uh, I uh, also choose all the video clips, and I improvise uh, during the show. That's what makes it kind of fun. So when you see me doing all the stuff and rapid-fire that, that's uh, that's what my little the hamster wheel in my head does. It's, it's kind of crazy. But uh, it's a really I think I've reached my zenith as a writer uh, and, uh, and and to some degree as a performer. Um, just go to NewsmaxTV.com for details. You'll understand why Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest guy on TV. Randall in Pacific What's going on on this Thursday, my friend? Randall? Oh, yeah, man. That laughter uh, reminds me of uh, Kamaya Harris. Uh, yeah. You mean you the know, woman I... who was laughing at the, uh, the mm-hmm. looting of the store in Philadelphia? Uh, like yeah, a demon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. I want to. I called because I wanted to mention about the immigration thing that I've tried to get on. Uh, you know the uh, anyway. Uh, that said, uh, I, I I I see a lot of the. L, I have two points. One of them is I see a lot of the LBJ's um, great society and no fathers are welcome to come here. They want single moms, broken families. They want people who don't speak English from Venezuela because they can't understand how demented Joe Biden uh, sounds because they can't speak English. They want people that are illiterate, unable to speak English, and and come into the country under the condition that a single mother is in a broken family. They will be more dependent on the Democrat Party. And uh, they oh. see Biden as, as nothing but good because they cannot see the bad. So that's oh, yeah. my first point. Yeah, Second point. Yep. I want to bring up the uh, what's happening in the historical district of San Diego, um, and it's very ironic that it's called uh, the Gaslight District. There are hundreds and hundreds of illegal vendors that are mobbing that district, vandalizing businesses. There are shootings, stabbings. They are attacking and vandalizing businesses and patrons and, and owners of businesses. The police do nothing about it. And I mean, if you look at the the videos of the, it's the Gaslight District of San Diego, the historical district, you'll see hundreds and hundreds of these insane illegal vendors that just mobbed into the area just to attack other business. They drop food on the ground, people get sick. Uh, uh, you ought to look up those videos. It's a nightmare down there in San Randall, Diego. I, I appreciate it, bro. Thanks for the phone call. I want to play this audio from Katie Brett, uh, Brett, Senator Katie Brett. She went to the border. And I want you to listen to this, for those of you who are cool with an open border. Because you know what? You're the same kind of person that oh, uh, you know ended up getting a tour through some German towns after the war. I'm not kidding about this. Listen to this. Listen to what We walked through and we got to hear women tell us their story. And their stories are brutalizing. And to Senator Cruz's point, if you're not telling it, that's on you. Because when a woman sits there and she tells you not just about being raped, but how many times a day she's raped. When she tells you about having to lay in that bed while they come in and out and in and out. It's just... Can you imagine being a woman like that, going through that? That's what's going on. 
And that even talking about the thousands of children, 85,000 children trafficked. Gusting, and it's despicable. Make no mistake, this is a result of failed policies. We could fix this. We can't throw money at this and fix it. Yeah. We have to actually change the policies. I looked in the eyes of CBP agents who said we're exhausted. Yep. We're not only having to be paper pushers, we're also trying to do what we did, what we took an oath of office to do, and that is protect this border. But when they tell you about finding small children who have drowned in that river or pulling a lifeless body of a woman who is pregnant with twins, it changes the way you think about what's happening. We can come together, civilians and government workers as well, by the way, because I know many of you feel ashamed of the government. You are taking orders that you do not want to follow, but you need to feed your family. We can come together to get rid of this iteration of the federal government without you losing your job. Let's take a break and come back. We've got author Jeff Webb, author of the bestseller. I love these Democrats testifying today in Congress in the impeachment inquiry. They've got a clock with the number of days and hours until a government shutdown like Americans give a crap. How about a debt counter? How about that? Put that up there. How about how about just like a countdown to all the money that has gone to uh, Biden accounts from our foreign government, starting with a dollar. Just do a dollar a second. And and go for a couple years. <laughs> it is is I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I want to play one more before we go to our special guest. Well, I'll tell you about it in a second. Uh, this is Katie Britt, uh, Senator, talking about the uh, southern border. She went and visited, and this is why one of the things that has to happen is the border has to be shut down, or no CR. It has to be it. The border has to shut down, and I think most people would say uh, if that is not part of the deal, then shut the damn government down. Drug cartels, guys, they have their tentacles all over this country. We need you to start telling that story. To Senator Cruz's point, they will Listen. tell you exactly how much they paid to get here. Then they'll tell you where they're going, what their job's going to be, and how much more they owe. Got it? And guess what? Just the other day in Alabama, yeah. a gentleman told me, if you will come back here with me all these in this neighborhood right behind you, yes. you will see migrants who are here illegally, and they will tell you about the drug cartels coming around every other week to collect. Yeah. Guys, that's not the American dream. That's an American nightmare. There you go. Every one of the people coming across the border owned by the drug cartels, children sold into sex slavery, young men and women being sold into sex slavery, becoming drug mules, gang members. Uh, this, this, it's got to stop. It has to stop. Jeff Webb has written an Amazon bestseller. It's called American Restoration, How to Unshackle the Great Middle Class. And he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Jeff, how you doing, my friend? Uh, great. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, the, uh, some of the uh, Republicans on stage last night seemed to have a formula for bringing back the middle class. Um, uh, the, the Democrats claim that they have a uh, middle class uh, 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 plan, but unfortunately it's bankrupting the middle class. Uh, what are some of the elements we need to, to rebuild this middle class? I, I have my ideas, but I'd love to hear yours, Jeff. Well, yeah, as, as you said, I've written, I've written a book about it with a, with a number of chapters on different areas that affect the middle class and you know, how we've uh, kind of the, 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 the well-being of the middle class has gradually deteriorated over the last 30 years. But there's no question, that, as you alluded to, that, um, uh, that, that under the Biden administration, it's certainly, it's certainly been accelerating. Uh, you know, inflation is killing the middle class. 
And, uh, you know, as we see uh, gasoline uh, uh, going up again to near record levels, it's going to get nothing but worse. Food prices are crazy. Housing is uh, virtually impossible for people. And now interest rates are up and um, fewer people are going to be able to afford housing. So there's, there's uh, Jeff, did you realize that the uh, Jeff, did you realize that the average house payment has gone up a thousand dollars? Did you realize the average house of a home has gone to, from two hundred and forty to four hundred thousand dollars? How in the hell has anybody? Is there anybody in the in the uh, country who's gotten a uh, that kind of a raise in salary commensurate with the price of real estate? No, it's 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 not even close. And and again, what, what this is doing, it's creating a bigger and bigger divide between the the, the very wealthy. And, and the rest of us. And I think that's a prescription for disaster. I mean, you know, the fact that we have had in this country since really, go back to the 19, early 1950s, right after World War II, uh, you know, we've had this large, fairly affluent, uh, mostly fully employed middle class that helped build the greatest economy in the history of the world. And that middle class is shrinking. It has more debt. It has less savings. Uh, it has more insecurity. And uh, it, it, it's something that will make it hard to sustain the type of life we've all enjoyed in our country. And it's a damn shame because we have been the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. Uh, and we uh, nearly single-handedly did it, taking us from riding buggies into flying to the moon and playing golf. Uh, and, right. and right now there are a lot of people who are uh, fighting against us. Uh, Jeff, I mean, this is nice and all that, but when you have Joe Biden in the White House, what the hell can the middle class do? I, you know, I, unfortunately, I'd like to have a, a, a great uh, a great answer to that. But, um, you know, it's it, it's tough when you've got someone like Joe Biden, whether it's him or some other, you know, really, I think, let's, let's call it radical leftist um, in power. And you've got uh, you've got Congress, at least one House of Congress controlled by the, the Democrats who who seem to be more and more uh, leftist. It's it's going to be hard. I wish I could be more optimistic. Uh, yeah. It was interesting. You, t- you talked about the debate last night with all the I've got my own feelings about that, the format. And I think it's actually hurting uh, the Republican Party. But I think that there were some interesting comments about, uh, you know, especially I think by Vivek. I think he made some very good points. I think that the Tim Scott's comment about a balanced budget amendment. I think we're dreaming nice. there. But, yeah, I think there are things that have to be done. But. <laughs> You know, both sides, both the Republicans and the Democrats, have shown no stomach for the kinds of, of really, uh, you know, significant changes and programs that would need to take place. Look at the national debt. Look, look at the look at our our, gov- our our annual deficit. It's just these are look at look at what's happening on the border, as you've talked about. All of these things affect a working families more than the the upper kind of elite, if you will. And of course, it's. Uh, I, I, th- I think until you see a change in administration, a change in leadership, um, it's going to be a tough road. Well, I think that uh, Jeff Webb, by the way, has written this book called American Restoration, How to Unshackle the Great American Middle Class. Um, I think that uh, what we need, the Democrats have one solution for everything, and that is uh, spend government money. When you spend too much government money, inflation rises, so you raise interest rates. That's it. Right. They give money away. They give money away, or they charge. That's all they have. That's the only damned arrow in their quiver. Donald Trump ushered in a common sense approach, which was get government off the people's backs, meaning deregulate one uh, for every new regulation to have to go away, and cutting taxes. 
are done, and generally, you will see cutting taxes as part of the equation always brings in more uh, more money to the federal coffers. But when you combine it to regulation cuts like Trump did, I mean, kaboom, you're unleashing. Because the only thing holding back American business and innovation, slowing it, is taxation and regulation. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, and then you know, I mentioned the national. Uh, I mentioned the national debt, you know, which is uh, what at about 33 trillion dollars now. And the last number I saw was that the uh, the, the annual interest uh, this year on that uh, debt is going to be nearly 700 billion dollars. So think about that. It's just almost it's money that we're having to fund. We're having to have, have t- our taxpayers fund that. Think about that money. If that money could be used on infrastructure better education, better training for our workforce. But um, just the lack of di- financial discipline on behalf of the, on, uh, by the Congress and the executive branch has given us a problem that we are going to have to pay it off. Some, the, the day is coming, and uh, it's, it's like a family that overspends and overspends, and, you know, they keep uh, – you know, people keep taking their credit card, and then the day comes, and the credit card's rejected, and then they have this downward spiral into bankruptcy. So I hey, Jeff, that, Jeff, my son, my son just had to pay his first home. My, my son had to pay his first college student loan payment this month. You know what it was? You want to guess? Right. $800. $800 for a damn student loan. $800 a month. <laughs> it's insane. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's two car payment. That's almost a mortgage payment. That's rent. Well, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, what, the what do you, government, anything the government touches, you can just bet that uh, eventually there's going to be a problem. Uh, well, I think, Jeff uh, Webb, I think that the American people, have, uh, uh, they understand this, and I think that there is a, a quiet revolution happening. I think people are done with it. I really do. And I, and I think the Democrats have really overplayed their hands uh, this election cycle with the installation. I mean the, uh, the election of Joe Biden as the president. Uh, Jeff, I want to I I thank you for being – sorry, a little slip there, Jeff. I didn't mean to let that go there. It's like I almost thought that 2020 was a joke. It's weird how that happens just slip it was a slip it was like it was like the duck joke last night that chris christie decided to spring on us boy was that jeff one final thought the duck joke you know i i i think uh christie's joke and i think uh you know i think this is attempt at a joke were both pretty pathetic and, oh. and i think and i think you know it's interesting christie all he can do is criticize trump i mean what else does he stand for yeah. anybody out there that thinks by criticizing trump whether they should or not, is going to help them get elected. There are too many people in the party who still really like Donald Trump. That is not a prescription to get yourself elected or to get yourself nominated, I can tell you that. Well, it's just, here's the thing, and I've said, Jeff, and uh, I just believe that this year it's unfair for the other candidates because they're running against a movement. And that movement has also been made into a folk hero. Thank you for indicting. Thank you for the mugshot. So they, they, it's, a, it's a tough road to hoe. I'll just tell you, that. it's a tough road to hope. And duck jokes don't help there, Jeff. Jeff uh, Webb, the, uh, the author of American Restoration, How to Unjaggle the Great Middle Class. Thanks for being on the show, man. You can get the book on Amazon, obviously. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, they could go to humanevents.com. Human events? Very good. Have a glorious weekend, my friend. I right, appreciate you care. joining me Great today. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. I'm thinking about writing a book. I know, I know. Uh, you know, I've had people approach me and say they want me to write a political book. And I said, I don't want to write a political book. I don't want to write How to Save America. You know, I, you know. Uh, what I want to do is I want to do a, sheer, a series of essays and short stories about life. About... Uh, Politics, comedy, 
observational humor. That's what I want to do. Remember, uh, maybe if, I'll talk to Gen Xers who are really into comedy uh, when I was a kid. Um, uh, Steve Martin was my idol growing up. Steve Martin, Bill Cosby, uh, George Carlin, uh, Steve, Johnny Carson. Um, and, and Steve Martin wrote a book called Cruel Shoes. And it was a series of short essays that were absurd. Uh, and I want to do something like that, but not as absurd. Not as absurd. <laughs> Although some of them will be absurd. Some of them will be absurd. Um, I want to play a couple uh, uh, pieces of audio from Ted Cruz going after Alejandro Mayorkas. Alejandro Mayorkas, I hope, is uh, drummed out of office and imprisoned for a number of reasons. One of them being for his assault on freedom of speech with regard to the uh, uh, Disinformation Governance Board. Uh, it's work still going on. Uh, Matt Taibbi is un unveiling more of uh, the first the government's abuse of the First Amendment, which should result in people going to jail for life. It should result in people going to jail for life. You don't. You don't take away the freedom to worship. You don't take away the freedom to express oneself. You don't go after people for having an opinion. But they did. There are people in jail right now for their opinions. There are people who are being removed from social media, losing their ability to express themselves, to monetize, if they have a conservative viewpoint. And so SLBs like this little... You know what he needs to do? He needs to retire so he can go find the precious on his own. And then we need to uh, indict him, uh, arrest him, put him on trial. Uh, we need to convict him and send him to jail for life for what he did. Now, that's not too bad for a Stalinist in the United States, just going to jail for life. Because what happened to Stalinists over there after World War II got a whole lot uglier. So this is Ted Cruz going after Alejandro Mayorkas, who is flipping about the border. We know that thousands have died. We know that children are being sex trafficked. We know that people are being murdered in our country, robbed, crime going through the ceiling. People are being having their lives wrecked because of this invasion. And here's Ted Cruz going after this little dweeb who won't answer a question, and Ted would have none of it. This is fantastic. How many migrants have died under President Biden? Senator, your, your phrasing of the question is actually quite misleading. How many migrants died in 2022? Um, uh, at our, uh, approaching our southern border? Yes. Precisely why we are seeking to exclude so you're, the can, Do you know the answer? Do you know how many died? I do not. You do not. Of course you don't. I know how many died. 853. Here are the wow. numbers that have died every year. You go back to 1998, you see it's consistently between 300 and 400, 300 400, 300 400. Suddenly, 2021, what happens? You get in office, and that red line are dead bodies. I've been on the Rio Grande, and I've seen dead bodies floating there who've drowned because of your refusal to do your job. You don't even know how many have died. What do you say to the Texas farmers and ranchers who find pregnant ladies dead on their property, who find toddlers dead on their property? What do you say to them? I say that is why precisely we are taking it to the smuggling organization. But you are unbelievable. This guy is so he's not a good human being. He's a he's an evil little toad. You know, I didn't think those people existed in the country. I didn't think people would take orders to go raid a, a, you know, a pastor's house for standing near an abortion clinic. I didn't think people would go and take down license plate numbers and harass parents who uh, protested CRT. I didn't think those people lived in this country. I, did, I thought that was all jackbooted thugs in Nazi Germany. But they're here. They take the orders just like they did over there. They take the orders. They do it. They do it. Here's some more from Ted Cruz. Has the crisis at our southern border made Americans less safe, yes or no? Senator, 
we are Listen. dedicated to the safety. Has the oh. crisis made Americans less uh, safe? I don't. I don't want a, a discourse. It's a yes or no question, Senator. We have a challenge of... You refuse to answer the question. Mr. Secretary, let me show you how someone doing his job answers a question in a straightforward manner. Chief Ortiz, is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Answer, yes. One word, one syllable, three letters. That's how someone answers a question and does their job. Yeah, I think I'm about done with, uh, well, I've been done with Mr. Mayorkas for a long time. Let's take a break and come back. Last break of today's show right ahead. This is The Rob Carson Show. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. Yeah, I know. It was stupid, right? That's one of those things you regret saying in life, like, hold my beer, and I do. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I am uh, blessed to be married. I didn't think marriage was for me. And somebody convinced me otherwise, you know? <laughs> I want to play uh, just a couple things from Donald Trump from last night about EVs, just because I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's great. Uh, listen to this. This is Donald Trump talking uh, last night to uh, uh, auto workers and uh, what he had to say about what they want to do to the country. They want to do the whole, they want to do it with boats too. I was with a boating manufacturer in a great state, South Carolina, with a great governor, by the way, Henry McMaster. And we were there two days ago and I asked him that question. I said, Do they want, he said, Yeah, they want us to go all electric. I said, How does that work for a boat? He said, The entire boat would be like one big battery, would have no. Uh, yeah, stupid. We'd have no room for anything else. I said, what happens if the boat has an accident and starts sinking? Do you get electrocuted if the boat sinks? <laughs> the guy said, you know, I've never thought of that, actually. But I think I gave him an idea, actually. Now, yeah. can you imagine the boat goes down and you're sitting on top of a battery? I don't, I don't feel good beautiful. about that. I right? mean, beautiful. It's a beautiful speech. If you don't understand why the, uh, the GOP debate last night was a suck fest compared to this, then honestly, you, you need to do, listen to the master class on how to speak here. Here, Donald Trump is talking about uh, semis. They want to make semis electric. If you want to buy an electric car, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm go all for it. for it. Go for it. But we should not be forcing consumers to buy electric vehicles. Because they're they crap. want to buy... All trucks, they want now, they want to make all trucks electric. You know that, right? Yeah. They're pussy. They're going to destroy, you talk about supply chain, they're going to destroy the supply chain. Listen they're forcing that. the truckers to go all electric, all electric trucks. Now the trucks, the trucks probably don't have the power. No, they, they don't. They only go about 300 miles, yep, whereas they a do. diesel fuel truck goes 2,000 miles. That's a big difference, would you say? <laughs> also, the battery takes up so much room, this practically... No room left. Yeah, they're, uh, they're a joke. And then, of course, this is the line of the night. The Democrat Party wants to legalize drugs, shoplifting, and sexual mutilation of your children, but they want to allow your gas-powered suburban Silverados and Ford F-150s to die. Broncos. Die. Yeah, Broncos. Under a Trump administration, gasoline engines will be allowed. Boom. And sex changes for children will be banned. Is that Boom. okay? Boom. Boom. That's a little better than a duck joke. Right, that's going to do it for the show today, guys. I'm off for a couple days. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. Um, 
God bless you guys, and thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I haven't had a vacation since December, and uh, I just want you to know that I do this because I love doing this. It is a dream come true, and you guys and your reaction to the show is more than I could ever imagine. I'm at uh, a wonderful place, and uh, thank you to Chris Ruddy and Newsmax for getting me here. Thanks to uh, everybody who's made this possible. We'll be back on Tuesday with an ever-greater show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. We'll be back to wrap up the show officially in just a second. This is the Rob Carter. Show. Mary Walter is in tomorrow. Uh, check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen in my TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World This Weekend. That is epic and funny. God bless you guys. God bless America. Good is winning and good will win. And it- 